One, two, three. This is the Cider Ranch Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Uh, okay. Wait, hold on, hold on. We're live, baby. What? We're live, baby. Hey! Welcome back, everybody. All of you chicken, chicken crusts, and pizza tenders. Welcome back to episode 30 of the Side of Ranch podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm someone who has forgotten their name. Yeah, but that's okay because at the end of the day, we're all here to do something you know what i'm saying oh shut up have you eaten yet nope and the food's on its way what did you what did you order did you did you order delivery or are you going to get something no uh delivery i got a couple burgers on their way and fries and i got some wings where'd you order from trading post it's a place by our house Ooh, trading post is good so good they've got really good food but you wouldn't know what good food is, so. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Speaking of burgers, can we talk about these new Popeyes chicken sandwiches that just finally came to Canada? Oh my God, they. How good are they? They are just the Popeyes. If you guys haven't, if you guys haven't noticed, if you've been living under a rock, Popeyes now in BC or at least in Langley and Abbotsford now have the original chicken sandwiches that the states have had now i'm not talking the mini sandwiches i'm talking the real chicken sammies now these i am not trying to over exaggerate probably the best chicken sandwich i've ever had the chicken is massive it is crispy and for me the pickles just fucking make it oh my god like i could have i could eat two or three of those but here's my question. Is it the best chicken sandwich you've ever had? Or is it the best um, fast food chicken sandwich you've ever had? Uh, it's No, it's the, it's the best chicken sandwich I've ever had. Because it doesn't, the way they make it, it doesn't taste fat like fast food. Like, obviously, it's processed. But it doesn't taste like it's processed. Like, it, it, it tastes like you're biting into a fucking massive chicken. Like it, it looks like it's like you're biting into poultry, baby. You're biting into poultry. You're straight from the farm. Whereas like, you know, a junior chicken from McDonald's or a KFC chicken sandwich, it doesn't, it's not even close. The KFCs are okay, but they're just okay. Popeye's takes it to a new level. Oh, it does. I, I, will I don't admit- know what it is. It's got a crunch. Like, you know, when you, you know, when you buy your burger and then you take it home and like the time it takes you to get from the restaurant to home yeah. You unpack it, you know, you change, you get ready to eat, and then all of a sudden you change it's before a you eat soggy and it's not as crunchy. You change before you eat, eh? Oh yeah. Do you? No, I'm I'm usually okay with the, the clothes I'm in before I eat, but Yeah, but when you usually go pick up your food, are you picking it up for dinner or breakfast? I don't I don't think I've ever picked up food for breakfast. <laughs> You've never picked up food for breakfast? No. You're no. missing out, man. You gotta you gotta try all walks of life before you can make make your own path. 
I don't know. I, I, I'm okay. Man, I've had, well, I had Popeyes twice in a row with you yesterday and with Aaron the day before. So I've literally had four Popeyes chicken sandwiches in two days. And I'm not ashamed to say it. That's amazing. And the thing is, is that you don't, it sounds like it's blasphemy, but it's not. You don't even need, you don't even need ranch with this burger. It is just out of this fucking world. I will um, say though, um, I've, I've had both. I've had the original one and the, the spicy one. And I've got to say, the spicy one blows the doors. I mean, it's really good. The original is good because it's got that mayo or whatever it is. But that spicy, oh, God. I know. I disagree. I, I like, I mean, I can appreciate the spicy one because they actually gave it to me and they fucked up. But I like the original like no spice over the spice i don't know again i don't like to i don't like to have to work for my food if that makes any sense like i agree i agree but the spicy ones and that's it, it gives it a little bit of kick so you like you don't just inhale your burger you gotta like take a bite wait yeah because it's just a little bit spicy enough to do that i think that's pretty good that's that's when you know you've got a good um a good sandwich when when it's Oh, it's just so good. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it. And the crazy thing is, is like, how the heck do they get that chicken so perfect? Huh? Like, how do they get it's that? A, it's a dream to eat it every time. Yeah, but how do they get that massive piece of meat? And like, I know I've been noticing all the other fast food places are are trying to make their own now. Like KFC came out with one called the Famous Chicken. Yeah. Which sucks, by the way. Unless I don't know, maybe they made it better. But. These guys yeah. got to compete. Like McDonald's is going to have to do something because Popeye's is in Canada now, man. People are going to start going there. They're, I they won't, did I won't go anywhere else. I won't go. I wouldn't go anywhere else to buy like a chicken sandwich. Like if I'm going to no. go to Popeye's, if I'm, if I want a chicken sandwich, I'll go to Popeye's. But if I want like a, like a McDouble with Mac sauce or like, you know, if, or if yeah, I yeah. want um, popcorn chicken, I'll go to KFC. But now that Popeye's is here and here to stay, it's, it's, they're going to flex and take over baby. Yep, and I don't know why. The one thing that frustrates me about Popeyes, though, how come eighty percent of their locations don't have a drive-through? Why? Yeah, that's a good point. Do they have drive-throughs in the states at Popeyes? Yeah, and there's also another one in Surrey. There's a there's a drive-through in Surrey. Oh, I didn't know that. But there isn't one in Langley, and there's not an there's not one in Abbotsford either. It's annoying. Yeah, I. I can't believe that it's taken us 30 episodes to tell people the affination and like odd fascination that we have for Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I can't believe oh, wow. that we haven't ever mentioned our insiders like, regarding like, Nicolas Cage and calling like all of yeah. his shit movies Cage classics. Yeah. I was going to say, I really like your transition, by the way, from, from, it was really seamless. I got to say from Thanks. the chicken sandwich to, cage there's no interruption there is beautiful well yeah. so you know it's like a band-aid right you got to pull it off and if you're just going to keep licking your wounds i have to move on from it so um yeah. excuse me <laughs> Wait, hold on hold on let's go back for a second are you was that a chirp no I, it was definitely not a chirp back from what you just said to me and i quickly said it as fast as i could which is you got to be quick god mode and asserting dom asserting dom asserting dom <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, okay, well, I can't. Tell, okay, tell them, tell, tell them how, how did we, how did we get into it? How, why, tell them why we love Nicolas Cage. 
just tell them. Okay. So when I was, um, I don't know, like 19, 20, I went on Amazon <laughs> and I was, you know, bored. And I, you know, when you just go on Amazon, you're just looking up stuff like what's five bucks, what's 10 bucks, whatever, like what's on sale. So I Google or I, I looked up a Nicolas Cage movie. I think it was National Treasure. And it was like eight bucks. Which is a good movie. It is good. National Treasure is a good movie. Same with the second one. They're they're good movies. Yeah. But I decided to start looking up all of Nick Cage's movies. And next thing you knew, I had probably 20 to 25 movies in my cart. <laughs> and it was about $120. And instead of just, you know, removing them from the cart like a civilized human being, I hit I hit pay now. <laughs> And I, I put my credit card in and I paid for $25 worth of Nick Cage DVDs. And, or no, sorry, 20, uh, $120 worth of Nick Cage DVDs. And now I have, I've got, I've definitely got over 25 Nick Cage classics on DVD in, in my house. There's and, 25 of them. Yeah. And, and so you, would you <laughs> how many of those would you say that we've, that we've probably watched out of them all? Okay. In all honesty, I probably watched maybe five or six. There's just too many. They're too. I put a few of them on. Like I don't know, maybe I've seen eight, nine. They're just all. Honestly, most of them are just, to put it lightly, hot garbage. They are. They're hot trash. And <laughs> and it starts with Vampire's Kiss. If anyone have if anyone has ever seen Vampire's Kiss, it's the single greatest. Um, achievement in cinematography. It is. It is a. It is a crowning glory in Hollywood. It is. What can you say about vampires? Oh, I see a head popping behind me. Do you want to I say hi? Say hi to the world. Hello. I'm trying to be really quiet. She's grabbing stuff for school. Are um, we editing this out? <laughs> say vampires. no. Say no. Say no. What? I missed the question. Sorry. Are we are we editing this part out? It's part of it now. Babe, what did you think about Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage? Um, I saw a snippet and I turned it off. Which part did you see? I just remember like watching that video or a snippet of it and being like, oh my god. <laughs> just turning it off. Some like of it him running so and like screaming or something. I don't know. He he runs and screams all throughout that movie. Well, Van- <laughs> Vampire's Kiss is about is he even an, he's not even an owner he's a, he's a manager in a company that, that does like accounting or something is he a manager? I don't even know yeah he's like a manager and he he thinks that he's been infected by this woman he meets at a club and he thinks that he becomes a vampire so he starts acting like a vampire but no, is, it, is it that or does he actually get bit by a bat? No, he she she bites him because he's at some weird goth club, Nicolas Cage's character, and there's literally so many memes that have been made from that movie, like the yeah. meme where you see Nicolas Cage like looking, like looking really surprised. That's from Vampire's Kiss. When you see all these things about people saying how Nicolas Cage screams and how he yells, a lot of it starts from Vampire's Kiss because that was one of the first ones he made. And a B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y and Z. That's all you have to do. Am I getting you through getting, to you? Am I getting through to you, Alba? <laughs> I I recommend everyone to just go onto YouTube 
Hi, Kitty. Go onto YouTube, type up Vampire's Kiss, and just just see for yourself how horrific it is. But the reason why Mike and I love him so much is that even though even though Nicolas Cage technically has he has an Oscar. I think he has an Oscar for either leaving Las Vegas or raising leaving Arizona. Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. And so like he wasn't bad. He was he was a good actor in the eighties, nineties, and then the early two thousands. But then I think what's what happened with him is that he like he let the money get to his head. I believe that he tried to like the guy is such he's such a quirky guy. He I think he I believe he tried to purchase an island. I think he yeah. purchased an island. And I believe that he also like outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for some type of dinosaur fossil. And I think so that's went... false. I think that's false. I think I think I remember looking that up recently and I heard that that was not true. Okay, well... I, oh, you know where I heard that on? I heard that on um, Conan O'Brien's podcast, Conan Needs a Friend. Um, because apparently him and Nick Cage are like... No, no. Um, who did he have on? Oh, he had Jim Carrey. He had Jim Carrey on. And Jim Carrey and Nick Cage are really good friends, like really close. Of course they are. That makes and, sense. Because they're both like, they're both super, you know, eccentric and whatever. And Jim Carrey was like, no, 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 that's not true. Like he didn't do that. But apparently they're really close. But yeah, Nick Cage is a bit of an odd duck, man. Different guy. He takes he every single role given to him. Well, and, and the thing is, is that like when he went bankrupt, like I, I believe that he just, you know, he picked any single role that he wanted. And so as of lately, he's been picking up a lot of like police roles. And Mike and I last night, we watched a movie called 211. So he, or, or was it 211? Yeah, 211. One, one. Yeah, two on one. Well, in the movie, they, it, they, they, they say a 211 in the movie because it actually means robbery. So I'm actually they right. They say 211? Yeah. So this this movie is about Nicolas Cage as a police officer. His son-in-law and daughter are pregnant. The son-in-law is an even worse actor than him, if you can imagine it. And what happens is, is there's a ride along. This kid rides along with them in the back of the police car this one, this one day. And they come across a bank heist. And literally for, what, Mike, like 50 straight minutes, it was, it was the scene. It was in the bank heist. The acting was terrible. The plot was horrific. There was lines such as, like, the the police commander at one point said, oh man, like we really got to do something here. The mayor's crawling up my ass. And then <laughs> Nicholas Cage's son-in-law was there and he, he gets shot in the leg and he goes, I'm going to die. Like, can you please pull up your phone so I can talk to my wife one last time? It's and so bad. Nicholas Cage so says, uh, as they're driving, he goes, uh, he goes, everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got a lawyer these days. I was a cop at the right time. I'm retiring at the right time. You've got a lot of crap you're going to have to deal with when you join the force. And like, it's just these, the writing is so terrible. Like, I don't understand hey, how. Hey, it, Kenny. Oh. Hey, Kenny. Where's that phone you're always messing around with? I'm going to take a few pics. And then the movie ends. It's, it's <laughs> so bad. I would recommend you guys to watch it. 211 on Netflix. Watch it. It's going to be the worst hour and a half of your life. But no, 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 it's not. You have to go into it with a. You know when you watch a really B, bad B-rated horror movie? Yeah. But you go into it expecting it to be bad, right? So you go into it with like a little bit of a of a comedy like element to it. Yeah. You have to do that with every Nicolas Cage movie from now on for the rest of your life. You have to. If you don't, you will not understand this man. He's a very unique individual. 
And I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be, from what I read, he was actually supposed to be Gandalf. No joke. He I've, was supposed I've to be that. Gandalf in Lord of the yep. Rings. Thank God it didn't work out that way. Imagine Nicolas Cage is Gandalf. Oh, oh flame of Odin. Come <laughs> <laughs> Frodo. Yeah. I don't know. It, well, he'd be, like, he'd be getting the fellowship together instead of being like, we must travel to Mordor. He'd be like, uh, so is this uh, some sort of gang or? <laughs> I actually, I'm actually impressed. Your Nicolas Cage impression is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, because it's the only thing I. It's the only good impression I can do because I watch him endlessly. Uh, I gotta hey, say, hey Kenny, hey Kenny, where's that phone you're always messing around with? I'm gonna take a few pics. And the thing is, too, like, does okay, one does he not have a camera, and two. Yeah. Why would why would you say you're messing around with his phone? It's literally his phone. He always uses it, so he's not why messing around. Like, why doesn't he have a phone? Why doesn't and like it's the year 2020? Everybody has a phone. Where's his stepson's phone? Where's his daughter's phone? I don't. I don't know. And it doesn't make any sense. Hey, where's that phone you're always messing around with? Everyone has a phone. What are you talking about, Nick? You don't have a phone? How do people get a hold of you? Hey, uh, I need to get a hold of my my father, Nick Cage. Oh yeah, you can't because he doesn't have a phone. So he's, you have to yell really loud and hopefully he's he technically hears. illiterate. He literally doesn't understand any electronics. You, you got <laughs> hey. hey, Kenny, where that phone? I can't. I'm sorry. I know the, there's no context in this podcast. I'm just saying this stupid quote over and over again. But it is pure hell. We have to post that on our Instagram page. You got to admit, though, with Nicolas Cage, he does give it everything he's got, though, because there is a there is a scene where he's well, screaming. He's screaming, and there's always one screaming Nicolas Cage scene in every movie he does. And I actually yeah. didn't mind it there because it made sense with, with in terms of the context. But anyways, how can you? I don't know. Man. I love, you really I love Nick Cage. you think he's giving baby. it his all? Of course he is. He he still think so? thinks. I don't think he's phoned it in. He thinks that he's still good. He thinks that he's still a good you know, actor. Here's my question to you, and I'm being serious. Do you think he's aware? He's obviously aware of what people think of him, right? He's aware of the memes. He he knows all this. So let's scrap that out of the way. Does he genuinely go along with it and go, "Haha, this is funny," or does he just is he just like, "Oh, I'm a." I'm a actor. I'm a professional. I'm just going to keep doing this because this is what I do. Or is he genuinely like, ah, it's fun, whatever. I'll just keep taking roles. I don't think it, I don't think it even, I don't even think he gives it a second thought. I don't think it bothers him. I think that he probably just takes roles and does what he thinks is a, is a good enough job and moves on to the next C rated Hollywood script. But that's kind of sad though, because he was so famous for so long. He was in he was in some massive movies with some massive, massive stars. He was a mega star. I feel like Ghost Rider is where it kind of after he did those movies, he kind of went downhill. Yeah. Um <laughs> and the Wicker Man. <laughs> oh, that movie fucked him. Because I think I'm pretty sure that movie was like kind of like a big movie when it came out in theaters. And it bombed so hard. And I think after that, he just got fucked. Yeah, it was it was horrific. If you guys want to watch Nicolas Cage punch a woman in a bear suit, watch The Wicker Man. It yeah, was... That was an interesting movie. Not the bees, not the bees. Not ah, the bees. The bees. Yeah. 
anyways. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Lay it on me. How excited? Well, I know I'm excited, but anyways, we're, we're really switching gears here, but how excited are you that the Vegas golden Knights got fucked by the Dallas stars? Pretty happy. I'm I'm so, I'm so pumped. I'm just, I'm so excited that this team, in my opinion, that has such a toxic fan base and also just takes low percentage shots, passes to the point into the, you know, passes back to the blue line for the shoot on the goal. It's like team, the team's like by game four of the Canucks, I felt like they really understood Vegas's game plan. And what do you think is so toxic about their fan base? Oh man. Well, just even on, on Reddit, I've just seen people, they just, they like, they don't, I feel like they don't understand hockey and they're just, they're super excited because Bettman literally gifted them a Stanley cup contender the moment they came in the league, what, three years ago. And yeah. I feel like they just, they're not really, they don't understand hockey and maybe they don't understand like the, the pain that some other fan bases have had because three years in and they've been a competitor every single year and then also like on some apps i just see their their fans are just so trolly and like that's like that with lots of fan bases but it's just i don't know they kind of understand like it's easy to jump on the bandwagon for a team that's good off the hop right and then i'm just so happy they got smoked by the stars but yeah yeah i agree i mean i i just think that to be it the one thing that pissed me off about about him or about the golden knights was that and I knew I said this from the very beginning. For some reason, the minute like I started watching them beat, who did they beat in the first round again? Uh, whoever they beat. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But like whoever they beat in the first round, like every game they just did it like so methodically, and like they just like had this weird like aura of like, oh, we're professionals, we're going to go, and it's like so annoying. Like you got like Max Pacioretty, who's just like, like thinks yeah okay great they're consummate professional sure but it's like they go into it and then they finish their game and then they're like yeah we uh we we were itching for the win that was something that you know our game plan was really like we we had this game plan ready and we executed and it's not like i know how most nhl teams they talk after the games but god they just had such an arrogant oh they were just so arrogant that's a good point and they were just, they thought, they, they just had this, like, they just think they're so good. And it's, like, such a cockiness that's so, and they can't even back it up. Like, they just sucked against Dallas. They did so bad. How do you, how do you load up the shots against the Canucks so well and, like, play so offensively? And then all of a sudden against Dallas. Like, Dallas, they're not a mega team. They're not no. a super team. They shouldn't in the be in the finals. They really shouldn't. If I'm being honest... It should be Vegas. Vegas should have made it to the finals, but they just, for some reason, just suck. They just they don't take good shots though. They take low percentage shots, and when you go back to see all the replays of the shots they take, it's like it's not a it's not a lot of shots that are like you know from the slot on or like really high high percentage scoring chances where the goalie has to make like a like a ten bell save. Like you'll see yeah. a lot of the shots that go back from the the the, the yeah they're speedy and the the forwards will rush in you know on odd men rushes or what have you for five on fives or power plays, and they'll pass back to the point and then the like the teams know it by then so the defenses let the goalie see the shot or and a lot of the shots hit the crest like I'm sorry I think Max Pacioretty is the most overrated player in the league like yeah I'm sorry but like he's he Max Pacioretty has always played with with um players that can that condition the puck 
Yeah. I think he's had a couple 40 goal seasons, but I think he's so overrated. He's one of those players that like you hate, you know, like the can, can score, you know, 40 goals, but only gets, you know, 15 assists. Like he's more of a sniper yeah. than, a, than a total player. I think he's a, no, I'm going to play devil's. I don't know if it's devil's. I do think he's a pretty complete player. I think he's a pretty good passer too. There were some years he was scoring like 30 and 30 with Montreal. Like he yeah. was, he was Maybe. pretty good. Like he kind of reminded me of like, uh, God, who else was like a 30 and 30 guy? Um, like Patty Kane. I don't know, he, was just, he was just like, like a Milan Lucic back in the day. Like when Milan Lucic was like actually good with Boston, like pre, like, like any time before like 2014, like, or 2013 where he's just been so downhill since then but yeah. he used to be like 25 25 30 30 like he was so consistent obviously a different game because he was a heavy hitter too mm. but max patrick max patcheretti milan lucic like, i would even argue that patcheretti was even more he was very skilled he could have if he really had a good playmaking center he probably could have scored 50 or gotten 45 plus for sure. I think he could have in his good years. I've just never he did it, if you look back, like I'll look at it now really quick, but I'm pretty sure he had a couple of years where he was really close to 45. And if you kind of like, he's a really talented player, but the only problem with him now is that he's getting older. I think he's like 32 or 33 now. So he's only got probably like two or three really like high end years left. And even then he's not really, like a no, high, high, even, high end player right now. I don't think he doesn't fit the Vegas mold. He's not fast either. Like he's not a he's not a quick player. Um, but he does though for some reason. Like they, he did so well against us. Did he really? How many points did he put up against us? I don't know, but he did pretty good from what I remember. Oh, by the way, I take that back. He has never scored forty goals in the NHL. Yeah. So there you go. What's he his got highest thirty not? He got 39 goals in 73 games in 2013-2014, and he got 60 points. So he's actually always been a 30-30 and 30 guy, averaged out, always 30. He got 32 goals, 34 assists this year in 71 games. Hmm. Not That's not too bad. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty solid. He's a good I don't know, player. He's just not a, he just doesn't player. seem flashy to me, I guess. Maybe he's just a really quiet, quiet score. But, um, he's like, he always gets 60 points. Always. Like, last two years before this one, he kind of dipped a bit. But ever since 2013, actually, I take that back. Ever since 2011, he's been a 60-plus point player, minus like two or three seasons where he hasn't played a full year. But he's been a very – above average player he's like a solid second line second line winner possibly first line winner on a good team yeah 50 to 60 points is it's solid each year um but then again vegas has a lot of players like that which is annoying like they're all the same like they're all like that same type of player like you look at like a jonathan march march you look at mark stone they're like oh mark stone's a superstar he's not a superstar he yeah he he got he can get like close to 80 points every year close maybe getting a little bit more but he's not a superstar he's yeah. a star <clears throat> he's a first line winger yeah, yeah absolutely on any team but he's not a superstar he's a good player yeah vegas has a whole bunch of stars but no no superstar that can just you know take the team on their back like a mckinnon or you know yeah. crosby or like a mcdavid kind of thing but 
That's why I think uh, I wonder if I wonder how good that Cody Glass kid coming up is because they got him on their on their um, in their farm system and they drafted him like three years ago, four years ago. I'm just looking him up right now. He he looks pretty good. He had 12 points in 39 games this year, or sorry, yeah, this year, and he's been pretty consistent um, in the farm team too. So I think he's going to be a good player. They'll have some good good players coming up. He's not a like a yeah, superstar, but, but he might be okay. That's what's annoying for Vegas is that you know they've for what Bettman did for it for all the picks that they were able to acquire and all the players that they were able to take from each team. It's just like it's so ridiculous. But but hey, I say next episode we get into some Canucks because there's some interesting stuff coming up. I think we should chat about. The knuckleheads in the next episode too and just i'm i was upset how they lost but i'm super proud of the team and how much they hey man one game away from the western conference finals with with that team that has still not even reached it's not even close to reach its peak yet yeah it's an exciting time for uh canucks fans for sure amazing yeah yeah well dare we wrap this one up i do believe episode 30 is in the books yeah believe it episode 30 man yeah hey congratulations benny for what? For 30 episodes, baby. That is right. And um, you know what's kind of funny, too? is It's actually kind of almost ironic in a way. I turn 30 tomorrow, and I'm not excited about that. One oh, bit. I keep forgetting you're going to be 30 tomorrow, bro. Guys, I can't say I'm in my 20s anymore, and it hurts my soul. It hurts okay, what soul. are you going to do? What are you going to do? You have to... You have to celebrate until 11.59. You have to do something. Like, do something irresponsible. Do something, like, really dumb. Like, go go get into a car. Like, I don't know. Go, like, jump off a cliff. Break your leg. Um, go, drink in, go drink in the school. Go drink at the school, uh, the school dance. Why do these all have negative consequences for me and potentially medically? No medically go, breaking for me just, just go drink at the school dance go party it up at the local um yeah. the local watering hole go throw stones down at the quarry what quarry do we have around here <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but just do just do something do something really irresponsible tonight no i'm not i'm gonna probably go to bed soon i'm tired you're not you're not gonna wait till like midnight and just say okay i'm 30 no probably not that's a, that's a that's a that's a 20s thing to do exactly that's, that's so someone who's it. not 30 kind of thing to do so do it until 11 59 and then and then go to bed and be like no i'm responsible now. i have to go to bed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways this is going downhill fast I want to thank all the pizza. I want to thank all the pizza attendees and chicken crusts. Like Mikey said in the beginning, I actually think it's really funny. Thank you once again for dipping into a side of ranch with us. Yep. We will be, uh, we have been endeavoring to get more guests on as well. We're sorry that we've been so quiet as of late, but we are going to be recording more and uh, we love you guys. We very much love you guys. It's been, it's been a lot of fun with COVID. You know, we've had a lot of time to record lately. I know both of our lives have been very busy. We've got a lot of stuff going on, but we are going to make this a priority and we are scheduling because we're not just making a priority because we feel like we have to. We really love doing this and we're going to continue doing this. We're going to make this, um, we're going to make this a brand. We're going to make this a really fun thing. And 
Benny and I have been talking about this for a while and uh, we do. He is 100% right when he says we've got some awesome guests coming up. I can think of one in two in particular that are really exciting. Um, we're going to be having on Adam Lupus from the Up and Adam show soon because he had us recently on his podcast and we want to exchange the favor and also have him on ours. We think that's going to be an awesome interview. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not to ramble on too much, but um, yeah, I know there's some definitely some good elements that we're looking forward to. So Benny, I, sorry to keep going on and on. That's okay. I'll, uh, we'll have a chat with that after we're done here. So. <laughs> we'll have a sit down. Anyways, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Thanks guys. Thanks again to all of you crusts and tendies for tuning in to another episode of the Side of Ranch podcast. If you want to reach us on our socials, you can on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. This helps us to chat directly with you guys and to continue to build a supportive community. Thanks again for dipping into a Side of Ranch. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben.